How can I explain things unseen when I can feel it? How can I attain the answers for questions that linger? Or if my mind could wrap around the facts, make them tangible, it be easy. Yeah. The way I'm feeling is this beyond a Hey everyone. Hi. Thanks for coming back. It sounds like you're talking to me. <laughs> hey everyone. Hi. It's just me. It's just the two of us. Just the two of us. Hopefully so some of you tune in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this week we have a story inspired by the time of the year, having it uh, be the 4th of July this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And an inspiration, too, from a podcast that I listen to called The Bible Project. Anyone looking to geek out on their Bible and <laughs> um, get a, a realistic, modern view on what the Bible was actually intended to do and kind of they debunk a lot of the commercialized, materialistic type of uh, Bible views that are pushed a lot of the time. Yeah, they're um, really good. I like them. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, they touched on... In one of their podcasts, which I think the overall theme was talking about grace, they touched on the song Amazing Grace Mm -hmm. and the really incredible story. I mean, the song itself has a lot of, uh, I mean, obviously the the lyrics are impactful, the um, historical ties to civil rights movement and um, just kind of, it's always sung around very powerful moments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but then the actual story behind John Newton, who composed the lyrics and, um, came up with the idea is even more impactful, Mm -hmm. uh, in the big picture. So, um, we thought the ties to the 4th of July, the ties to just his incredible story and all the coincidences, um, that we see as God touching his life. Um, we thought, yeah, we thought it'd be a good uh, story for the podcast. So. Yeah. And I think what's neat, which you kind of touched on, babe, is the fact that it's incredible if you go back through history all the times that Amazing Grace was used in these really profound times in history. Like the more that you and I started to do some research on this hymn and, you know, John Newton and everything, you know, there were a few moments where I almost got chills because they brought back, uh, you know, like when Nelson Mandela was freed after being in jail for a long time in South Africa. And that was something that was super personal to me after living there and learning about Nelson Mandela and apartheid and everything. So to hear that, you know, that was being chanted when he was freed. And I think they said when the Berlin Wall finally came down, mm-hmm. everybody chanted Amazing Grace. And even when 9-11 happened, yeah, you know, yeah, when when the towers came down and everybody was there with the first responders and, uh, and you know, w. and George W. Bush. Yep. And they were singing Amazing Grace. And I remember that moment, too. I don't know if you remember watching that on TV. And seeing that it was it was so profound and you in there's these moments 
moments where you forget. I even remember being in school and Amazing Grace was one of the first things we learned in chorus class. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it was the same for you, but I remember thinking in like first or second grade, hearing all my classmates and thinking to myself, is everyone all good at singing? Because didn't it always sound like Amazing Grace was just this profound, beautiful song? Yeah, just inherently. That no just matter, sounds beautiful. No matter your singing level, you just, yeah. it just comes out right. And let me tell you, first graders can't sing. Yeah. A lot I of mean, them can't. I can sing. <laughs> I mean, you were really talented. Yeah. I didn't even know you, but I'm assuming you had a voice like none other in first grade. So incredible. besides you, <laughs> incredible. I just it's one of those songs that you kind of bypass and you don't realize that this is something that's been around for what they say, three centuries. This has been around and mm -hmm. it still is so powerful. So I, uh, I was glad that you brought this up and we kind of dove a little bit more into it. So um, just to kind of refresh as if you guys don't already memorize or know all the lyrics. Um, I do have the hymn right here just to read it to you. And then Derek's going to kind of break down a little bit of the meaning of it. So uh, here goes. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. I was blind, but now I see. Which I think is like the biggest part of the whole thing. And we say it a lot of the times and we just kind of say it in passing. Like yeah. we don't really know the depth or the weight of those words and what it really meant to John Newton and how the reason he made those words into a hymn is because he wanted to connect to people he wanted to bring grace to people he wanted people to understand that concept okay so let's jump into the story y'all been waiting for um, <laughs> y'all yeah okay <laughs> feeling a little southern All right, today <laughs> patriotic so obviously amazing grace what we're talking about was written by John Newton he was an 18th century slave trader, trader turned influential uh, Christian pastor and abolitionist. John, uh, he had broken beginnings with a distant father, to put it lightly, and a mother that passed away early in life. He picked up the slave trade after, weirdly enough, being traded uh, when he was on a Navy warship to a passing merchant ship that dealt in the slave trade. Uh, he quickly realized the profits associated with slave trading and spent most of his young adulthood in the trade, participating and uh, later reflecting on the horrible treatment of African-Americans during this phase of his life. He had numerous near-death experiences. Um, he had a, a Navy warship that he was running late to turn over and essentially sink and drown everyone on board. So he saw a bunch of his... Close confidants. What is that movie drama. that reminds me of? Uh, geez, what is the, the Final Destination. Final Destination. That's what that's yeah, like. It is. Ugh, freaks yeah. me out. Creepy. Um, and uh, so that was just one of many uh, near-death experiences. He eventually had one that really transformed who he was and led him on this eventual path of faith and grace. But all along the way before that, um, he proactively ridiculed and denigrated people of faith which later on reflected on as his greatest sin, mm. obviously right up there with slave trading. But um, the transformation that he had occurred when he was out at sea, a powerful storm hit the ship. And as he was climbing the ladder up from the cabin to the captain's deck to take control, the shipmate that was directly above him was literally blown overboard by wow. a giant wave and never seen again. So, you know, once again, John somehow was spared. 
and then spent 10 plus hours manning the ship out of the storm. And during that time, John notes that he finally surrendered and pleaded for mercy to God. Mm. Now, you know, the transformation didn't happen all at once. It was a long path ahead. But that day, March 21st, that he went through this experience, he would mark it every year on his calendar and just reflect on what happened and the fact that God was the one to thank him sure. to thank for saving. Um, reflecting back on the day many years later, he was quoted as saying, surely if I had any light, then it was as the first faint streak of dawn. So I thought that was pretty powerful. Yeah, it's a very powerful saying. Yeah. Wow. Um, it took 18 years from that day to when he actually penned amazing grace but until that happened, he dove into his faith. He eventually became ordained. He started to walk away from, obviously, the horrid profession that he led. Mm. He vividly called out the inhumane conditions he was a part of and experienced while he was in the slave trade and then published those experiences in the letters, Thoughts Upon the African Slave Trade. It's pretty bold. Yeah, because <laughs> um, it called out a lot of terrible stuff that he was taking charge Pardon. of right um so that eventually was translated into many different languages of the time and circulated around the world and it really helped shed light on how horrendous the slave trade was to the everyday person who wasn't i mean clearly if you have any kind of moral compass you probably have a leaning that it's not the right thing to do but sure he was able to really articulate it uh, the biggest next step in his um, path was William Wilberforce, who was uh, part of the par parliament back in England. And he um, was closely tied to Wilberforce. Uh, he essentially got in Wilberforce's ear early in his career as he was deciding if he's going to stay in parliament or become a priest. And um, Newton knew that William was essentially very motivated to pass the abolition of slavery and it's very well documented how influential Newton was in just keeping him on path and, mm. and making sure that, you know, slavery was abolished. Thank God. Yeah. Um, so Newton's hymn, Amazing Grace, was actually almost lost to history in England because it somehow didn't really catch on over there. Yeah. But it made its way over to America and ended up being an anthem behind the civil rights movement in America, which is crazy unbelievable yeah it was wow. <laughs> the opening song before the i have a dream speech by martin luther king um amazing grace it doesn't have a direct tie to abolitionism but when you reflect on the man who wrote the hymn his terrible backstory obviously but then the amazing transformation and the ability for that dark part of newton's life to be eventually used for so much positive and impactful change is nothing short of miraculous oh sure absolutely yeah yeah, and I, I think it aligns perfectly with the theme of the podcast, uh, all those events in his life aligning beyond reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, and it's a powerful story to reflect on given the current society, the current movements going on, like Black Lives Matter, um, but also the, the grace that's needed to, to move that movement and many others fighting for equality forward oh sure that's for everything that's for not even just cultural differences people with disabilities people mm -hmm. who are single parents people who are not born into typical families uh that's for gay rights that's for uh, literally every person has some kind of a backstory and equality is 
deserved among everybody. So his story connects to an- anyone, truly. It yeah. really does. And the, the theme of the song is connected to really the fuel that's needed to move those movements forward. Because without forgiveness and without some kind of reconciliation it's these movements just kind of get stuck on like extremes just fighting back and forth yeah it doesn't go anywhere essentially it doesn't go anywhere and i think that grace is something that is it's super hard to have that's something that you actively have to work at and i know you and i have both experienced personally giving grace but also needing grace in our lives i know for you um just sitting back as a wife and watching you have grace towards somebody who has been very impactful in your life, but not in a good way, was probably one of the hardest things to watch being married to you and being with you for 12 years. That um, was one of the most difficult things to watch you do, but you had it. Yeah. Um, so Melissa is referring to my father. Um, I kind of touched on this. I believe it was the first or second episode, but mm-hmm. I did not grow up with my natural born parents. I grew up with my grandparents. And my dad, you know, was in and out of my life for the first decade or so, Mm -hmm. and then pretty much out of my life since. But, you know, he he had his own struggles with addiction, and, you know, I'm not justifying stuff that he did, but um, he obviously was caught up in a lot of bad things. He had me when he was 17, 18 years old, obviously no maturity, and... um, But it led to a lot of, you know, heartache in my life. It led to... A uh, boy without a dad, uh, you know, I was still grateful for having my grandfather and my uncle and other people around me that kind of took on that role. But just a, a lot of um, a lot of bad feelings that didn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I actually I ended up reading this book called What's So Amazing About Grace. It's an incredible book, mm-hmm. very impactful stories of people across the world and horrible things that happened to them. But the grace that they showed and it just inspired me. So I literally, I sat down and I wrote this like three page letter Yeah, and kind of highlighted a lot of what I was angry about, what I felt, you know, was really lacking in my upbringing. But the fact that I forgave him and that I loved him. And if he's listening now, I still love him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't at the time, I actually, actually sent a copy of the book too. But I didn't at the time and really still haven't since gotten the response that I wanted. But honestly, just the writing of that letter and just the giving of that forgiveness was a huge weight off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. It, just incredible the power that it brings. Yeah. And really meaning it. Because mm-hmm. I think it's not enough to say I forgive you and I'm moving on or when the people, you know, who say, uh, you know, I could forgive, but I can't forget. And it's not that you have to forget it, but right. you have to when you think of your dad and I'm still working on this because, again, you're my heart and it's very hard to watch what you've gone through and the fact that it took a long time for you to even trust our relationship because of the brokenness that you grew up with. Um, it's it's very challenging, but I think when you truly mean forgiveness and you can let go and you have grace towards someone, it is, it's amazing. But the, I'll, I'll say the deep rooted hate, and I'll use that word, um, that I've had for both your parents, just because of how much I care for you has very much kind of chipped away. And I think a lot of that is because I've seen if you can forgive when they have directly done it to you, I've just been kind of a product of what they've done because Mm -hmm. I was in a relationship with you. But if you can move forward, 
then who am I to sit here and not? And I think that that's an incredible thing that not only are you showing grace, but you're an example of showing that. And I know even in my own life right now, my probably one of my oldest friends in the world, um, uh, Connor, he and I have been friends since we were in the end of eighth grade. And he's been in the military and has served terms overseas. And things just got different, I think, around the time that you and I got married. And he just has been really in and out of my life and not in the best ways. And it's been really hard these last few years to even have a child. And my child has no idea who Connor is, really doesn't even recognize him, really doesn't have any significance in his life. And that's hard when your other best friends Chase runs up to them and loves them. And he doesn't even know this person who was truly my greatest friend. And I think that showing him grace was hard. I, and that only happened a few months ago, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's, it's yeah. And even now it's not like our friendship has really grown. It hasn't, it's still in the same place essentially, but it doesn't feel like every time his name comes up that my heart wants to just fall into my shoes. It doesn't feel yeah. like this, this, hatred or this anger it it just isn't really there when you can have grace and actually forgive people not to mention that we have been forgiven for stuff that we've done oh yeah for sure i mean i don't know immediately it's funny that i can sit here and i can criticize one of my friends when honestly on the other hand i was a pretty crummy friend in college and our very best couple friend today Megan Marino Marino and I have been friends since we were 15 years old and he was on the same football team as my high school boyfriend and when we went through a horrible breakup I just kind of assumed that everyone in high school would just sort of leave me by the wayside and I didn't give anybody really a chance and I just cut everybody out everybody and and Marino you know five years later invited us to our to his wedding open arms uh, open arm no no questions asked no did not give me a hard time about where have you been you don't even know my wife to be invited us totally comfortable it completely comfortable and and just loved us and i and and i and i still to this day like there's this insecurity when i talk to him and his wife who's my best friend and I talked to both of them so worried for at some point you're going to come back and you're just going to you're going to pull up in my face that I was not there for you and that I abandoned you and that I judged you and that I walked away from you. And they both have faith and they both are living in the now yep. and are not bringing up the past and not bringing up the fact that I wasn't around. Their daughter is like our niece and our son is like their nephew and they're our best friends. And if they hadn't shown grace can you imagine us not having them in our lives? I mean, they were the no. first ones to find out we were pregnant. They came up to visit us in Burlington weeks after we moved there. And they've just been so active in our lives. And that's because Marino showed grace. That's because Meg showed grace towards me. And I didn't deserve it. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. yeah, it made you feel like nothing had changed. And it allowed this amazing friendship that we have now. And It's one of the greatest gifts we have. It's powerful. And that's because they were willing to forgive and they were willing to give me a shot when I was, quite frankly, kind of a crappy person. Yeah. I really was. I mean, I won't get into it because we don't want you turning this off and never coming back again. <laughs> but, you know, just uh, just trust me. I wasn't a good friend. So yeah, I think it's just a cornerstone of any progress because, 
I mean, even in our 12 years of dating and knowing each other, uh, me way more than you have screwed up multiple occasions in big ways. And the grace that you've shown me and we've shown each other is the only reason that we're still together. Oh, you sure? I agree. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's powerful. And the song, I think, kind of just gets skated over as just like, oh, that sounded nice. Mm-hmm. But it's touching on an amazing concept and a concept that has a incredible backstory. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's okay to sit there and call yourself broken. I know that from the surface, I always thought, okay, I grew up in a really good home. I had really great parents. I had great siblings. I got good grades. I was a good girl. I never really drank, never smoked, never did anything wrong. So from the paper, the sheet of paper that's in front of you with all my notes on there, I look pretty clean. But I think if we're being honest with ourselves, you know, we're we're not. I think every single person in some way, shape, or form is broken. Mm-hmm. And I think when you can sit there and you can say, yeah, I'm a wretch, you're a wretch, we are all imperfect. I think, you know, it, that's when you find those beyond reason moments in your life because someone showed you grace. Mm-hmm. And because... So unexpected s- these days. It, yeah. Cancel culture. And- it is, but I think that, you, you know what, babe? I think there's also moments, though, where we, you know, we're sitting here, we're talking about the podcast and, and moments that pop up to us where, you know... I'll be honest, I'm sitting here going, okay, I know I showed grace. I know, I, But then immediately I think, okay, just stop for a second. And when did you come up short? And I could think of, okay, I came up short just before we did this podcast because I walked away from you and Chase doing playtime to go and work on a side project. And even though that's not looked at as a sin, it's it's also, you know, it is walking away from priorities and things that matter and getting distracted. And in some ways, you know, you could have been upset with me tonight and said, no, we're not doing the podcast. You hurt my feelings. You walked away from some quality family time and that hurt my feelings, but you showed grace. And I know that that sounds ridiculous, but those are the little moments that we need to look at ourselves and look at our soul and say, where did I come up short? And where did somebody forgive me today? Because it happens very often, actually. Right. And that reflection isn't about taking on guilt for misgivings. It's just... It's allowing you to be open to others' imperfections Mm -hmm. to allow them to experience the happiness that you have in your day-to-day because Mm -hmm. you have forgiving, loving people around you. And when you can recognize when people have been good to you, at least for myself, I find it so much easier to do that to others. I I find it so much more peaceful when I can see, wow, just in this week, I have seen my own family, my spouse, my colleagues, whatever, just showing love and just being there for me when maybe I didn't deserve it or maybe they didn't have the energy to do it, but they did it anyways. And I think when you can recognize it, it's so much easier to love back. So much easier to do that Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I made my husband have no words. That's pretty impressive. That's hard to do. Um, But this is, uh, you know, kind of the wrap up of this um, edition of Beyond a Reason. Remember, um, this week it was John Newton who had a really great story to tell. So we were glad to tell it. So thank you to you, John Newton. We appreciate you. Um, But if you have a testimony or anything you want to share with us, please feel free to do so. We would love to be able to share. 
All you have to do is go to our website, which is beyondareason.com. There's a tab there that says share right at the top, and you can put your name and put your whole testimony there, and we will be glad to dive into it and share some of our experiences and uh, be able to keep this open conversation going. I think it's great. And if you also have questions, like, you know, it was funny, but I told somebody today on the show, my radio show, about this topic, and he's actually our afternoon host, and he said, that sounds like a very interesting topic, but how do you even go about grace? And I said, you should listen to the podcast and if you have more questions write it in and that'll be our we'll do a follow-up so it doesn't even have to be a story if you if you have questions and you're thinking okay love this concept but how in the world do i even start yeah and we're not experts but we'll we'll, we'll find it though it. yeah and, and we'll reflect on our own personal experiences and we'll what helped us yeah, yeah absolutely Some so perspective that's all it's about exactly mm-hmm. so there you go love it so yeah we'd love to hear your stories um like she said go to our website also check us out on facebook beyond a reason ct and thank you for listening and um, we'll talk to you next week yeah god bless america see you all